0: Hey!
1: Butch takes his medication again! <laughs> um, I have to every day. Every... Doctor's orders. Yeah, that's exactly what the doctor said. Uh, the, the... Otherwise, I'll explode. <laughs> <laughs> I've just <laughs> dropped my fucking pills. Oh I'm no. I'll oh, use five d- seconds. This, pill. Is, this is why you need the pills. Because you
0: drop the pills. If I don't keep taking these, I will get pregnant. Yeah, it's, it's
1: a terrible terrible affliction it's a terrible affliction being uh having the uh the immaculate conception syndrome as a young, as a young a young boy a young All right you just have to go and t- i make have one attempt to look
0: hunky and you have to go and tell them that it's immaculate <laughs> conception
1: Hello, and welcome to a three bean salad. Oh yeah, Here this is a podcast. Again. And uh, this week we watched... Do not... we know that we're being recorded? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I forget. Um, we, This week we watched, not Mamma Mia, but a Mamma Mia adjacent film. Oh boy, is it adjacent. <laughs> and that film is uh, what what is known as Uganda's very first action movie, Who Killed Captain Alex? You guys may remember this film
0: from going viral on youtube about a decade or so ago the trailer went viral uh it got featured on equals free oh god those were the days. which is how you know it went proper viral (laughs) uh i've since watched that video and it's it basically is just a lot of ray william johnson be like look at how stupid this movie Uh looks look Uh at how bad this looks and just like you're missing the point you're missing it uh, but anyway, the whole movie is up on YouTube officially for free. Yeah. Would, I, I think we could get out of the way
1: immediately, would highly recommend. I would, like, I like, whew, when I say, like, you know, obviously this uh, movie has been on both of our radars for a considerable amount of time, like, you know, since it first went viral with the trailer and everything. Since the beginning of time, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Was was the time that we watched it earlier in the year? Was that your first time watching it? I'd seen bits and pieces, but it was definitely my first time watching it
0: yeah. all the way through.
1: Um, when I say that when we watched this movie earlier in the year, was it? it must have been about March or so? I think thereabouts. Um. It genuinely changed the way I think about movies, yeah, I which think, is so yeah. fucked up. I
0: think we can both agree changed our lives.
1: Mm. No, what, like I, I say, what I, I know I'm, I laughed when I said yeah. it there, but it has changed the way that I think about movies as like a form of entertainment, as an art form as a whole. And like uh, just ways of elevating the medium to just more exciting things. Um, and part of that's down to the inclusion of um i guess an invisible kind of character uh, of course we yeah. haven't even brought up vj emmy first vj in english yes vj emmy vj standing for not video jockey but video joker it's apparently
0: a ugandan thing where in uganda where this film was made uh films will be shown in so-called video halls where essentially the video joke will be there to translate the dialogue explain the plot uh, and occasionally crack jokes over the film <laughs> Which is basically what VJME is doing here. It's kind of like a mystery science theater-esque thing, except way
1: funnier. It's fucking amazing. He's basically a hype man for the movie. Like, you have, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, anyway.
0: there are times where he's making jokes. There are times <laughs> where he's explaining the plot. There are times where actions happening. He's just going, Movie! Movie! Movie!
1: Movie! Movie! He just screams the word movie over and over and over at points. And it genuinely heightens the experience tenfold. Like it's it it genuinely get like even watching it this time I've seen this uh yeah yeah third time watching it and I was like this uh, every time that he screams some like just bananas stuff it's just it it fucking brings it's you know it makes this movie beyond a ten for me yeah it's absolutely.
0: Incredible. It, yeah, it might be the first film ever that went on my all-time favorites list before the credits rolled. <laughs> <laughs> we got about halfway through, and I was just like, "This is just amazing!" Like beyond just being like a beautiful passion project, it is just genuinely fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's like such a fun, fun movie, and just one of those examples of, um, you know, sometimes uh, entertainment value can. Uh, uh, Significantly, uh, Trump, uh, I guess production value, like yeah, you know, like, the, it's a very low budget. Oh, uh, ridiculous. like, ridiculous. Like, I've read in some places, like, under $200, and other places saying only $89 exactly. That is
0: under $200, that is under
1: to be $200. Fair. But, um, and they even, uh, before the movie even begins, when you hit play on this, you'll have, like, uh, uh, I, I guess like a a corporate kind of role of like uh you know this this is um now the 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 film studio is not called but Hollywood it's called Ramen Film Production Raman Film Production which is a
0: portmanteau of the director's two grandmothers I think I think so yeah, yeah. and uh, the film ends the end credits play over a song of him si- dedicated to his grandma and singing about how his grandma always kept him safe during. Uh, uh, civil wars or what have you. I'm, I I admit I'm not overly familiar with the geopolitical situation well, yeah, and was... history of Uganda. I think what you're referring to is the Ugandan Bush War. That that might be it. Yeah, um... I, I apologize to any Ugandan listeners out there, which there might be. There might be, for all we know. Um, I gather the majority of our listeners come from the United States. Yeah, which, which is. is that's
1: very bizarre. I don't understand that. Hi guys, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you'll get this ramen film productions, uh, corporate kind of thing show, shown as uh, kind of it almost acts like a little behind the scenes of like how they make these movies, yeah. and it's like a green screen out in the middle of a, just like a, you know, just out in the middle of the fucking street really, and a guy hanging off a rope holding a, a fake gun. But uh, you also get a quick glimpse of the uh, director of the film whose name is, I know he goes by uh, three initials, which are like he, he, it's Nabwana IgG. I believe the IgG actually stand for his uh, three, like four names. And Nabuana is in fact his surname from what I've read. Right, so it's like Korean names. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, Nabuana IgG sat at a computer, which is, propped up on this stand and you can see that it's kind of like in separate parts so it's like like and basically if you read up about uh, he built his own computer from just found parts to make these movies yeah he sold bricks and to buy his camera he sold
0: at the time everything he owned Mm. and just like that's beautiful dedication to the craft uh, as, as you know for starters and then for just fuck for under for under $200 making something that like you know it's it's we need to differentiate immediately this movie isn't something like the room where the room mm. is something that is very clearly trying to be a a proper like good drama and just fails completely. This film is not in the same league as that, because this film isn't trying to be anything more than it is. This film is is just a bunch of friends with a camera and some fake guns going, let's make a, a silly action film. And I get the feeling that what shows up on screen is exactly what they were going
1: for. Yeah, like, you, I mean, you know, you can tonally, you can definitely pick up on that. It's not wholly serious. Like, there's jokes throughout the script and even the inclusion of V.J. Emmy, kind of adding in ad hoc fucking jokes along the way. It's very much, like, it's meant to be fun, and It's just, like, a really, like, very much, like, a community-built project, which I think is so beautiful. Like, even, um, I was reading all the weapons in the film were made by uh, a metal shop that was next door to uh, where Nabuana was living at the time. And the guy just like, bit, you know, if you look at the guns in the film, they're just kind of pipes soldered together. A yeah, lot of some of them, them are just bits of wood. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, like fuck it, they're just they're making do with like what they've got in their community, and it's fucking amazing. Like yeah. it, it's, it's such a wonderfully fun film. And like they didn't have enough actors to fill out the uh, the
0: extras roster, and so that's why you have the inclusion of characters such as Spider Man. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, a lot of masks throughout the film. Most, most notably, Spider Man. <laughs> it was just kind of lurking in the background most of the time. Uh, should we maybe at some point discuss the plot?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's discuss the plot. Um,
0: okay, so where do we start?
1: Well, you know, If I wake up, if I um, wake up, if I uh, whip up the Wikipedia page, there's a pretty concise plot synopsis there that I read. Uh, while we were actually watching. I
0: mean, it. the title might give you some clues to the film's central mystery. Yeah.
1: It's a, you know, it's a mystery <laughs> action slash wartime drama comedy. I,
0: I kind of
1: we'll we'll get to my Godzilla comparisons. Oh, yeah, yeah, which I th- genuinely think is a, uh, it's, a, a, a valid comparison. It's an essay that will one day happen.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's see. Here we go, plot. So, Captain Alex, one of the most decorated officers in the Uganda People's Defense Force is sent out to destroy the evil Richard and his Tiger Mafia, a criminal organization that controls the city of Kampala from the shadows. After Captain Alex captures Richard's brother during a commando mission in Wakaliga, losing countless men in the process, Richard sets out for revenge. He sends a female spy to seduce Captain Alex for the Tiger Mafia to capture him. Later that night, a scream is heard from the tent and Captain Alex is found dead, but nobody is sure who killed him. Captain Alex's brother, a Ugandan Shaolin monk named Bruce Yu, a play on Bruce Lee as he is known for his exceptional Kung Fu skills, arrives in Kampala in search of the murderer. After getting into a fight with nearby temple martial artists, he meets the temple's master. Bruce Yu desperately begs the master to help him on his mission for vengeance, but the master refuses, saying that martial arts should not be used for vengeance and rage but instead for maintaining a healthy lifestyle and self-defense. Bruce Yu leaves in frustration, with the master reminding him to bring sweets to their next meeting. <laughs> after spending the night in a tree, Bruce Yu wakes up and begins uh, I his... think you'll
0: find that's Hotel
1: Kampala. <laughs> that's Hotel Kampala, as told by VJ Emi. Uh, <laughs> and begins his training routine. As he prepares his breakfast, he encounters a woman named Rita, one of Richard's wives who has lost her memory after being shot by Richard. Richard has so many wives, they are expendable. That's in brackets, by the way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The Ugandan People's Defence Force, now deprived of a leader as magnificent as Alex, struggles to formulate a capture plan for Richard. However, after analysing a map of Uganda, they find a jungle area that links to the suspected warehouse that Richard is currently hiding in. Meanwhile, Richard tells Puffs, his subordinate from Russia, to steal a helicopter from the military and bomb Kampala. As Puffs rakes havoc on Kampala with the helicopter, Bruce Yu is captured by the Tiger Mafia. Now in the warehouse, Bruce Yu finds himself face to face with Richard, who commands Puffs' assassins to attack Bruce Yu and fight him one-on-one. Spoilers, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Bruce Yu, however, challenges all of them at once until he is overwhelmed by one of the assassins' kickboxing styles. Just in the nick of time, however, the military closes in on the warehouse and forces the Tiger Mafia to evacuate. After the Ugandan military tracks down Richard, an action sequence ensues, including several helicopters, myriad explosions, and an immense body count. Following an an extended ambush, a chain reaction kills Puffs and overwhelms Richard to the point where he is wounded and taken into custody, while swearing revenge in the sequel. In the end, however, as the government places Uganda under martial law, no one knows who killed Captain Alex. Yeah, it's never it's never revealed in the film. <laughs> it is never revealed in the film to the point where we see Richard get arrested. We see uh, martial law th- taking over Uganda, and then it just cuts to black, and like a little animation plays on screen. <laughs> And, v- and it just it, it's just the te- it's just text that says who but who killed Captain Alex and VJM just says thank you for watching and make sure to tell everyone
0: that Uganda is crazy
1: <laughs> his words his exact words
0: but, uh, yeah the fa- I mean the fact that we're able to watch this film at all is frankly nothing short of a minor miracle mm. because as the film states uh the there's an opening title uh before even the behind the scenes thing that says that the only version of this film that exists is a standard definition master from an old DVD because you know th- with his homemade computer like he- to make more films he has to delete his old ones
1: just just like really um reminds me of oh what do you call them the the big um mandalas mandalas that like monks draw in sand and then once it's done, and it takes you know it's like done painstakingly over the course of weeks, they just sweep it all away.
0: Yeah, or like that art, you know, speaking of sand art that people do on like beaches. Yeah, that tide just washes away. But yeah, but uh, the these films are sold in Uganda, door to door on DVD, and. Uh, they, they try and get as many sales in the first, like, week, because after that, apparently the movies are pirated to hell. Oh, gosh. Uh, but, I mean, like I say, this movie's on YouTube officially for free. You can also buy it digitally, I think, from Wakaliwood. You can buy a DVD direct from Wakaliwood. Uh, and you can also, from the American Genre Film Archive, uh, which is in... Uh, I'm not sure what country, uh, <laughs> you can uh, you can buy a beautiful region-free DVD Blu-ray combo pack, uh, Wakali Super Action Collection Volume 1, which has both this uh, and Bad Black. Uh, I'm I sl- s- slightly not sure of the point of putting it on a Blu-ray, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure both of the films are only standard definition, yeah. but... You get the films, uh, in the case of Who Killed Captain Alex, you get it with, and for the, as far as I'm aware, the first time, without VJME commentary, yeah. though why you'd want that is beyond me. Uh, and an obscene amount of bonus features. You get audio commentaries, Q&As, hours and hours of fan videos. Uh, it, Like, I properly need to take, like, a weekend and go through that shit sometime, but it's it's properly... Fantastic stuff. Uh, and uh, speaking of, you know, disposable art, uh, <laughs> we should probably bring up the sequel. Oh God! There,
1: dude.
0: there was a sequel filmed, yeah. which possibly even reveals who killed Captain Alex. However, there was a power surge, and the the, the film was lost. Yeah, and that's the, that's the, that
1: a power surge that fried uh, the directors fucking hard drive with the the film on it totally destroyed it they've since uh, like tried crowdfunding to reshoot it in its entirety um yeah jesus I'm, christ you I know haven't heard m- many updates
0: on that but like look i'll i i imagine they'll get to it at some point
1: yeah the um the <coughs> the sequel is called and this is um a word in Swahili? Swahili or possibly Luganda? Uh, Lugandan, that's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, where's it gone? Tibatsu Sasula, which translates to those who were screwed over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, massive power surge in Wakaliga. That's a good name. Destroyed the, the hard drive that contained the film footage, resulting in it being a lost film. <sighs> <Whatever. laughs> what a dreadful shame. It is a dreadful shame. Uh, I do have notes. A few oh, notes. Fuck. And two of those notes uh, I'm going to leave to the very end because they are the connections to, oh, <laughs> to of course, we, we haven't brought those up yet. But yeah, yeah uh,
0: this film is Mamma Mia
1: adjacent. We, yeah. As much as we just wanted to talk about it anyway, there, we do have reasons. Plural. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the background of the little behind the scenes bit at the start, uh, we see the word bolis. Uh, we've got the the title card for Who Killed Captain Alex? There's like there's kind of two that overlay on top of each other, but the first yeah. one that comes on is this kind of, uh, like thin, uh, turquoisey kind of like, I guess almost like aquamarine looking thing, and I was like, hey, I recognize that font. I recognize it from two places actually. <laughs> first of all. It's the same font used on the album cover of Bruce Springsteen's The River. No way! <laughs> it is also the same font used on uh, the front cover of Mac DeMarco's 2. No way!
0: Hold up. Is Bruce Springsteen... Oh my god, is he the actor... Is he the, the brother of actor Pamela Springsteen?
1: Yes! Who yes. played the villain in Sleepaway Camp 2 yes, and 3? <laughs> yes, that is his claim to fame, being the, the, the sibling... Of uh, Pamela Springsteen Who played the villain in Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 Yeah um, So that was just a, le- a, a neat little thing Anyone who's into fonts <laughs> uh, <laughs> As we are on this show Now I've written down The letters LGBT for some reason Oh I can think of a few reasons There was one near the. They obviously were near the, the start of the film here Um. And I can't think what it was I can I can think of a few things. Yeah. Well,
0: for starters there's a, a bit where it's it's the VJ. Uh VJ Emmy at one point it's during the like the very opening scene, Captain Alex is talking to reporters and uh,
1: Oh, this is what it is.
0: VJ impersonating a woman's voice goes, I love you and then impersonating <laughs> Captain Alex goes, I prefer men
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a uh, which is Nice ca- nice little bit of representation. <laughs> it's canon. It's, uh, it's canon. Um some of the uh, like visual effects in this film, again, given the budget, given the constraints of the project, are fucking good. Uh, there's, one... there's one bit where uh, it's there's a guy who gets stabbed in the throat. That's exactly what I have written down. Yeah. In other words, throat stab, Jesus, written down, which is exactly what VJME says as this guy gets stabbed. Yeah, uh, and Like, for under $200, it's it looks pretty good. Yeah, we did some reading up of the the squibs they used for, uh, for these effects, and they're, you know, a classic trick, fucking condom filled with uh, red paint attached to a fish line. I thought it was cow blood. And yeah, originally it was cow blood. Uh, until a case of uh, Malta fever broke out on set, and so they stopped using cow blood. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, that, that throat stab, genuinely very good. Um, those are the two Mamma Mia notes, we'll get back to that. Um, oh, here we go. We've got another uh, <laughs> return of the scapegoat section. Uh, oh, for section. fuck's sake. Let me just get my, my wee screenshot up here. So uh, we mentioned earlier a, a spy is sent to seduce uh, Captain Alex. Yes. At which point, uh, when she's, you know, making moves, making moves on the captain, VJME refers to her as Ugandan Matahari. Uh, anyone who's not familiar with uh, Matahari, uh Margrethe Gertrude McLeod, better known by the stage name Matahari, was a Dutch exotic dancer and courtesan, who was convicted of being a spy for Germany during World War One? Many people still believe she was innocent and condemned only because the French army needed a scapegoat. So again, another... Welcome back to the scapegoat section of the podcast. Interesting. Um, We get a montage scene of Bruce Yu uh, training in the ocean, <laughs> at which point... Uh, Vijay v- v- Hemi M- begins shouting the word Caribe over and over just Caribe, Caribe, Caribe which is either a Lugandan or Swahili word for Piranha uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and my uh, final note before we get on to the connections to us uh, the grandmother dedication at the end is really very sweet Yeah, just very very nice it, You know, just it literally just cuts to like a, a sequence of like the casting crew just kind of bopping about, having a dance. And this song dedicated the, uh, to the director's grandmother.
0: Yep.
1: It's it's such a, a sweet film. Ooh.
0: Very sweet. And also, they love Dolly Parton. Oh, they do love Dolly Parton. They do love Dolly Parton. That's how you know that with Colliewood, they're A-OK.
1: They're A-OK, <laughs> baby. Um... We've not actually talked about the slightly uh, biographical aspect of this movie yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's based on a true story. Uh, <laughs> but, well, no,
0: sections of it are, it's the thing. Yeah, uh, There's, like, the whole thing with the, the helicopters. Uh, they, they I haven't listened to the audio commentary in full, but I have heard a section of it where the director explains that, like, the stuff with the helicopters is based on... His childhood where he and his brother would have to outrun attack helicopters. Mm.
1: Which, like, uh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, yeah. Jesus! That that was uh, very much during the Ugandan Bush War that we've already mentioned. And as well, uh, footage of uh, the UN intervening in said war is used in the in the ending of the film no I don't think I think that that's something that
0: was going on at the time
1: the oh, film was being it? made
0: okay okay uh, even which uh, yeah they just like you can see the shifting quality where he is literally filming his TV like that is just news footage yeah from when the film's being produced yeah it's
1: but, fucking UN fucking uh, armoured trucks rolling through Kampala like it's uh, it's qu- like quite stark
0: yeah, and, you know, there's a little bit of satire in the film where, you know, the army officials are talking about it and one of them says, don't worry, Ugandans like being under martial law. Yeah, fucking and,
1: hell.
0: like, that's what brings me to my Godzilla comparison. Yes. Which is, uh, you know, Godzilla, original 1954 film, for those of you who haven't seen it, 10 out of 10 film, absolutely, absolutely recommend. Absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, you might think, ah, oh, Godzilla, cheesy B-movie, and yeah, most of them are yeah, as much as I love all of them, but the original 1954 film uh, genuinely a really dark harrowing and depressing film about basically the attitudes of post-war Japan and the reaction to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and yeah, that's it's basically externalizing that sort of nebulous threat mm. You know, like, fucking radiation and all that. It's it's an invisible threat. What do you do to express that anxiety? You make it basically as visible as possible. Mm. Make it fucking 400 feet tall. Uh, And that's kind of... I think there's something to be said about Captain Alex being the same thing. I mean, most of it, you could say, is sort of a reaction to the Bush War. And then of course, at the end, you've got fucking UN-armoured trucks rolling through, and th- there's something to be said, certainly, about how it's sort of a, an externalised reaction to the anxieties of that, just sort of a ridiculously over-the-top... I mean, you could go so far as to say that, like, cause Captain Alex and his commandos, I don't think they're... Yeah, as much as they're ostensibly the heroes, and the Tiger Mafia certainly are the villains, I don't think the Commandos are all there. Like they're they're kind of no. goofballs, yeah, that just kind of go in and blow shit up without fucking uh, care in the world. And you could very easily see that as a good bit of satire.
1: Yeah, for sure. And as well, I'm not even sure if like um, I just want to check exactly what the the role of the uganda people's defense force actually is in uganda because we we do see a let's see previously known as the national resistance army uh, it is the armed forces of uganda okay so uh, as i uh, had wondered was it um possibly something analogous to you know we have the ira here who uh are uh, uh had <laughs> <laughs> in massive quotation marks Had the IRA Don't worry There's been a ceasefire
0: <laughs> oh, God. Belfast
1: uh, isn't burning mm, Belfast is definitely safe And not mm, 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 There's nope, no It's tr- not mm, mm, mm. And no trouble in Belfast um, <laughs> um, The troubles ended With the Good Friday Agreement Jack <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ Belfast beautiful city uh, Never been, I don't think. It's a, uh, it's really, really lovely. But um, yeah, I, I thought maybe they could have been a similar dealie but seems they are in fact the armed forces so of you Uganda. Know, but yeah, you yeah, could the official yeah, should, armed forces, like yeah. the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're right. It's like they're kind of not all there, and you know they're uh, a bunch of messers. Really, they go, they go and get rowdy in the pub. They fucking drink. Loads, Remember, everything fights. the military
0: does is by definition an act of
1: aggression. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, I think the Godzilla analogy is a bad one. You know, definitely. I mean, I need to research
0: quite thoroughly the (laughs) geopolitical history of Uganda, which, like I say, I'm not brushed up on as much as I'd like to be. Uh, but yeah, like I say, there's definitely an essay to be written there, but preferably by someone a lot smarter than me. But, uh, there probably aren't that many people as dumb as me, so, uh. (laughs) But speaking of the pub, I'm pretty sure that brings us to the first of our
1: major comparisons to connections to to us. Um. Well, yes. There. Uh. In the pub, we get mention of uh, one hero of ours. Yep.
0: Yeah, there's a. There's a, Someone goes up on stage, and then the crowd starts shouting, "Dolly Parton. We love Dolly Parton. <laughs> which is fantastic." But then. Uh, guy goes up on stage One of Captain Alex's commandos goes up on stage Starts getting pretty rowdy with the <laughs> singer And then uh, A guy comes up on stage And starts you know, shoving The first guy off stage And BJME uh, you know, voices a little Conversation between them where it's, Hey that's my wife, that's your wife I thought that was a goat
1: <laughs>
0: Which uh, Again Going to show that the commandos aren't Entirely sympathetic <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, uh, I think we finally cracked the goat story. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the goat story is, uh, <laughs> Bill must have gone to Uganda and seen that dude's, w- <laughs> <laughs> seen that dude's wife. Oh, for God's sake. There's, I mean, I can think of several reasons why Bill wouldn't want that story told.
1: Yeah, yeah, for Kind of sure. makes
0: him look like an asshole, to be honest. Yeah,
1: it really does. Um, I wonder how far... You, you know, my my uh, geography of the continent of Africa is not particularly good. How far is Botswana from uh, Uganda? <laughs> Botswana... I'm pretty sure they're both inland. To Uganda... Let's have a look. Oh, no, this is sports. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many hours is it from Botswana to Uganda? Uganda is located around... Oh, 2,868 kilometers away from Botswana. Is that as the crow flies? Uh, <laughs> God, um, that's quite a distance. Yeah, but if
0: you're traveling in Bill's magic boat that can somehow traverse <laughs> inland.
1: Just follow the estuaries. Just follow the estuaries. Um, but we should get on to our other well, of course. connections which come in quick succession. In the, in the one scene um, so we get a, a slow-mo clip of Richard and his Tiger Mafia I think it's Richard's brother isn't it oh it is Richard's brother and the Tiger oh, Mafia and then
0: VJM he says and now Captain Alex the musical La 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 la. La
1: Wow. This music is good. Commando. And uh, a kind of karaoke version of. A midi rendition. Of Mamma Mia. By Abba starts playing over this clip. And and VJM just says, "This music is good." (laughs) Which it is. is. It's really good, but it's so strange. It just comes out of nowhere, and then it kind of VJM kind of like hums along a little bit, and then it fades out, and then it's kind of played in the background, and then it comes again, and then it cuts quite suddenly because a a a fight breaks out, and (laughs) during this fight, a guy gets shot. At which point VJM, he exclaims, "Mamma mia!" <laughs> which is just, um, yeah, that there you go. That's <laughs> why this movie was on the wheel, yeah. the Mama wheel.
0: We uh, uh just I didn't uh, like. I knew there was a MIDI version of "Kiss from a Rose" in the film. Uh, oh, wow. And you know, I was excited to watch it with you because I know you're a big fan of "Kiss from a Rose." I love that song. Uh, but I, I had no idea that Marmio was in this film <laughs> when we started watching it. And just the only words I could muster when the song started playing was just, "This isn't real. This can't be real. This isn't. <laughs> this. Is, this is not real."
1: Oh, it's real. Uh, it's it's real, all there, and
0: it's beautiful. I give this movie a
1: ten out of ten. I also give this movie a 10 out of 10. Go watch it. I, f- I feel like
0: we could talk at great length about f- why we think this film's great, but none of it will really suffice. You just kind of have to watch it, and it's pretty self-evident. Shall we move on to the mailbag? We shall move on to the mailbag.
1: <laughs> the mailbag!
0: So we have three questions, and you'll never guess who they're all from.
1: <laughs> who could it be? Frickin'
0: alien Alfie asks, <laughs> "Is there anyone in the cast from Mamma Mia One and Two that has been in Scooby-Doo?" <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. I'm gonna.
1: I'm just gonna start googling names. Uh, Meryl Streep, Scooby-Doo. No, not Sophie's Choice. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Um. Nope. Let's try. Uh, Dominic Cooper. <laughs>
0: Amanda Seyfried was apparently in Scoob.
1: <laughs> That'll do.
0: Uh, yeah, Amanda Seyfried has a page on Scoobpedia. Uh, <laughs> she plays fucking Daphne in Scoob. No way! I haven't
1: seen it. No, me neither. I, I, I've, I've heard, heard it's me. awful. Yeah, uh, got very, very bad reviews, unfortunately. Alfie, mail in, let us know what you thought of Scoob. If you've seen it. If you've seen it. Uh let us know what you thought of a match of sabres. Oh fuck, we might have to
0: watch it now. Oh, no, I think that oh, might I think, I think that might be where they're going with this, is they're gonna be like, Oh you, there's a connection, you gotta put it on oh the wheel God. and uh I'm gonna oh, fucking draw God. the line there.
1: Uh I mean I would, I, would, I would oh geez. everyone that I follow is given it except for one person has given it a four out of five. But a lot of people seem to fucking hate this
0: movie. So our next question comes from freaking Alien outfit who asks: Are you like
1: DBZ? Are we like Dragon Ball Z? I mean, in a way, I think uh... we're enemies. Like, um, I know maybe you could be uh, King. No, not King Boo. That's Mario. Boo. <laughs> just, just Boo isn't. Is you could be Boo, and I could be Goku.
0: Our next question comes from Frickadelian and Alfie who asks, Sorry, I meant do you like Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> I
1: do like Dragon Ball Z. I do. Um, I've not watched it in um, many, many, many years. But uh, my brother and I were avid fans as young cubs. I'm sure we discussed cubs. this before. <laughs> yes, I know we have. We definitely have. But I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, I think uh, Dragon Ball Z. Like, It could have aged really badly. I don't know. I'm from so, uh, from what I understand, the Japanese version of it does have some slightly lewd jokes and scenes in it, whereas the American edit, which I'm more familiar with, uh, was not.
0: Uh, I know there's a bit where this is this is a, a fresh meme for all of you, <laughs> uh, fellow Zoomers out there. <laughs> okay. uh, there's a bit where they're there uh, the the Mister. Uh, uh, Mr. Dragon, uh, (laughs) is, is, like, he's all-powerful, and then, uh, the, the dude, the big muscle man, he's like, what does the power meter say about his power level? (laughs) And then Mr. Dragon's arch nemesis, uh, uh, Ball, uh, says, it's over 8,000, and then in the American version, he says it's over 9,000. Uh, but I
1: haven't actually watched the show. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that, I'll be honest. I was like, what? I was like what? where is he? I've not heard of this meme. And then... Those are the characters' names, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it spot on. Our first patron is Mrs. H. Mrs. <laughs> H our second patron is at
0: if you want your name right out on the you go to patreon.com forward slash streaming cloud pop that is the word free and donate 1 US dollar or more per month if you donate more than 1 US dollar there are fucking loads and loads and loads of rewards and stuff and perks and it's all well and good uh, so maybe go go donate to that if you want to show or don't that's what most of you are doing and honestly we, we, we keep going anyway so what incentive do you really have i mean do you really want your name shouted out in this section that means that anyone that listens to this would know that you listen to it and do you really want that um
1: if if you don't support us please go uh, support the wonderful people uh of wick hollywood
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Buy buy their shit, or at least watch their shit and mm. leave a nice comment, and follow them on various social media platforms. They're they're lovely people. Uh, they genuinely really love seeing people getting excited about their movies. You know, there's no Tommy was so level of you know trying to be like, oh yeah, this is a black comedy, ha and just lying to himself and the <laughs> audience. Uh, but there's a uh, there's genuinely none of that. It, they they genuinely just are really enthusiastic and really happy to see people enjoying their movies, and it's it's beautiful. Go go support that. I'm pretty sure they actually have a Patreon. They probably do. Uh, which I guess they're using to fund movies, and like their movies are. I've only seen Who Killed Captain Alex and the other film uh, in the double feature, which is Bad Black. Uh, but having seen that, I can tell you that Bad Black is like by every objective measure well, I don't think I enjoy it as much as Captain Alex it is by like every objective measure a much better film <laughs> so like it is nice to see they are learning and they are improving and like even if they are still low budget and like technically you know ab- about as good as they can be under the circumstances it's still it's nice to see you know them them trying their hardest and you know what it's, it's a beautiful thing to see and there are a couple of entertaining films that I highly recommend.
1: Yep, I think they're both great. Well, but uh, all that being said, movie, movie, and
0: remember, tell everybody <laughs> that Uganda is crazy. <laughs>